This is the Benson Gregory Podcast. Interviews with leaders, changemakers, and real-world influencers. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Your support means a lot. Now, here's your host. Hi, I am Benson Gregory. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, very late edition of the podcast. I am back finally. It has been a while. Uh, there have been a lot of health issues in my family, and it uh, has prevented me from being able to really keep up with the things I wanted to do, like this podcast. But we are back. This marks a brand new beginning of the Benson Gregory podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get right into it. Our special guest today is Paul Acey. He is the senior associate editor of PluggedIn.com. He's also a writer. He's uh, written for a lot of publications, Time, Washington Post, Christianity Today. Uh, He's authored several books. He's a dad of two, and he is also a cat video aficionado. Paul, welcome to the program. (laughs) Thank you so much. Really happy to be here. I appreciate you joining us so much. Uh, When my friends and I get together, and I'm kind of a hobbyist photographer, and I have friends who work in church tech, and I have professional photographer friends, and of course, other radio friends. When we all get together, one of the things that we often talk about is social media and how our art that we're putting out on social media is being received or isn't. And I know a lot of my friends will take social media breaks because of the impact it has on their mental health. And one of my big concerns Mm -hmm. as a dad is how it's having an impact on my son. So let's talk. Let's dive into this because there's a lot to really unwrap here. This is a huge issue. So let's talk a little bit about huge issue. You 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 were talking about uh, the the number of people who have posted selfies. It's there's there's a huge number. It is extremely huge. I could not believe this stat when I saw it. I, apparently, uh, most of us, the average person, takes more than 450 selfies a year. 93 million selfies are taken each and every day. That is a whole bunch of selfies. Um, and those rates are actually sort of driven up by by a lot of kids and teens who take multiple selfies of themselves uh, every day. You know, I, I think that, that oftentimes if you're really aware of your social media profile, if you want to get as many likes as possible on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot, um, you're very conscious about what you post online. And so you have a lot of times people who with an eye toward their personal brand, they'll take 10, 20, 30 selfies a, a, a day uh, trying to find the very perfect shot to post online. Um, and that can be a little bit of a problem. Um, it can it can lead to some problems. That they, they say that the more selfies that you take, the more inclined you are to narcissism. And it can even become an addiction, if you can believe it or not. I think anything can be an addiction now, it seems like. Uh, another problem is is the <laughs> filters, true. too, is that the, you're creating a lot of very unrealistic images with the skin smoothing and the eye brightening and the teeth whitening. Uh, you can even change uh, the shape of your body on your phone now. Yeah, absolutely. That And that is a huge, huge issue. You know, it's, it's kind of ironic, right? Because when you look at social media, what it's designed to do, It's designed to create connection with other people, right? You're supposed to be able to connect with family, with friends, to find people who enjoy your interests, all that sort of thing. Uh, When you're talking about selfies, especially just what you were talking about, uh, the idea that you can filter your body, you can can digitally enhance who you are online, um, 
that's sort of a weird irony of the whole social media phenomenon because all of a sudden you're connecting not really as yourself. You're connecting with sort of this idealized version of yourself and you're connecting with a whole bunch of other people who might have digitally enhanced their photos, you know, and, and so in, in a way, <laughs> you have a lot of a lot of fake, fake people. I don't want to say that sounds really harsh, but but when you're talking about some of these issues, you are talking about you're presenting yourself as somebody who not are not necessarily uh, truly, uh, and you're connecting with a lot of people who are trying to 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 make themselves better than maybe they they really are in real life, or at least present an idealized version. And so that 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 connection, that intimacy that that social media was designed for sort of gets hijacked along the way. And we're all just trying to impress each other. And that's not what I think social media is really all about. You'll remember back in the 90s, it really started becoming a big deal with Photoshop. And a lot of the magazines sort of got in trouble for the amount of work that they were doing on celebrities. And they were creating unrealistic views of what beauty was and completely unattainable views. And it seems like what we've done is we've taken that technology and that ability that was in the hands of, you know, editors of teen magazines and, and entertainment magazines, and we've put it into the hands of literally everybody, especially children. Yeah, I think that's very, very true. And and when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about kids, you're talking about teens, you're talking about people who are still trying to figure out who they are, how they connect with the world around them. Um, and as you know, you probably you you have memory, you have memories of back when you were a, a 13 year or 14 year old, all those insecurities, all those troubles that, that you feel like uh, when you walk down the hall, people are looking at you weird. I think that all these filters, all these uh, all these tools that we're given sort of feeds into that, right? We we think of ourselves as not as broken. Um, and God, of course, teaches us that we're all broken, but we're all also great creations that he, he made. Um, but we look at ourselves and we feel like we're not worthy. We're, we're not worthy of attention. We're not worthy of love. And so you find yourself uh, dabbling into, into these, these digital enhancements to make it to make you feel better, but also to reach out to other people and to say, yes, I am worthy because look at my skin, look at my teeth, look at my eyes. Um, and in reality, you know, you're, you're giving these people somebody who's not real. You're, you're giving them what you wish you could be, um, but it's not how God designed you to be. It's not the beautiful creature that, that God made you. Um, and I think that that can be a, a huge issue, especially as you're talking about young people who are still trying to find their way, to trying to find their, their, their purpose, their, their ability to connect who they are. Um, I think it can be a real problem. I've seen it not only in children, but also in adults. Like I know people who are in their 40s who apply filters like crazy and teeth whitening and skin smoothing to try and make themselves look appear younger. And I, I, I think it's yeah. probably an issue that is beginning in the youth and is certainly impacting them in a way that we need to be very seriously concerned about. But I really think it's a mental health issue that probably spans almost all age. 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think even as you were talking, I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be nice if I could give myself a full head of air? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I sort of think, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And I do think that that we, we are all... We are all very aware of how people see us, and I think that that all of us, even the most beautiful among us, uh, have things that we look at ourselves and we wish that we could change. Sure. Uh, digitally, we are given those tools to change, but I I don't think that that's what we're meant to do. You know, I think that that obviously you want to you want to present yourself well. You don't want to, but but at the same time. Um, we need to be able to embrace ourselves for who we are and what God made us to be. Um, and this really feeds into, as you say, both for, for teens and for adults, it feeds into insecurities. It feeds into self-esteem issues. It feeds into, it can even feed into depression. You know, study after study after study has shown that teens who look at a lot of pictures on, on social media, they look at a lot of selfies, they look at those posts and they find these this perfect seeming people and they wonder why do I not look like that? Why do I not feel as happy as this person looks? Why do I not have the friends that this person does? Why am I not going on these spectacular vacations like this person does? We feel when we look at some of what we see on social media, we feel inferior. We feel like we're we're missing out. Um, and that can lead to a lot of anxiety, a lot of self-esteem issues, a lot, even depression. And, and the irony is, is that so often what they're looking at online isn't real either. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of those people, those perfect people, uh, they are posting sort of these facsimiles of themselves. They, these augmented versions of their lives and they're wondering the exact same thing. Well, that's been the joke for the longest time that nobody puts their trials and their hardships on Facebook. Typically, it's your you're listing right, your successes. Right. You know, it's your your great vacation. It's your whatever. And I, I love the uh, the things that have been going around over the fake pictures from the airplane. And it's through the milk carton jug, you know, the gallon milk jug. They're using that for the airplane window. <laughs> yeah. And and I just saw recently yeah. uh, uh, there was a couple that did their photo shoot for their engagement pictures at the Olive Garden to try and make it look like they were in Italy. <laughs> have you seen that that is awesome you need to look that up if you've no, not seen that that is hilarious that is making that the rounds right hilarious. now and all the photography sites uh and i mean cheers i mean the, the, the pictures looked beautiful and you know that shows some creativity but it i think it speaks to us trying to impress each other so much um i had a teacher in high school his name was brad kintosh and he was a brilliant dad and he would tell people he had a, a beautiful little girl she's like four years old and just you know curly blonde hair you know just picture perfect. And he would tell people not to compliment her on her beauty. If they called her a pretty little girl, he would you know, gently correct them and say, please don't compliment her on things she has no control over. Compliment her on her character. Compliment her on how well she's behaved, because those are things that you can change and that you can adjust. And it, it seems like for everything that, you know, God could intend for good, you know, the devil has, you know, some purpose that's nefarious that he twists it into. 
And, and, and that, that sort of speaks to that a little bit because we're taking things instead of working on our character, we're working on things that we have no control over. Like there are filters that will give us a full head of hair for guys like you and me. There, there are filters that will whiten your teeth, that will brighten your eyes. Instead of focusing on improving our character, we're using these fake facades to change the way we appear. And then other people are comparing to that. And it's, it's a terrible mental health spiral. It really is. It really is. I, first off, I have to say that your teacher is brilliant. That's a wonderful thing to, to sort of <laughs> teach not only your children, but to teach the people around them. I love that. Uh, but the other thing that, that, that as you talk about how we are trying to, to, to sort of tackle these things that, that we have no control over, the other thing that I think that, that selfie culture can do is it causes us to automatically focus inward all the time, right? We're, we're literally turning the cameras to ourselves, mm-hmm. taking 20, 30, 40 pictures of ourselves to find the exact right one. Um, because of that, we look at those photos and we sort of pick at our flaws. We, we see uh, those, those flaws that we have always felt feel like they've become magnetized. And I think as Christians, we are asked, we are called to reach outward, to not look at ourselves so much, but to look at other people and to see the needs that are around us, to love our friends and family members well, uh, to, 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 to reach out into a hurting world and to, to give what aid that we can. And, and I think that, that there's nothing wrong with selfies themselves. I've taken plenty of selfies in my life, but when they become uh, so much a part of your life that all of a sudden your inward gaze, you're always staring at yourself. I think that that can become a real problem um, because it goes against what, what God really designed us to be. One of the other points you made was about taking us out of the moment. So you're on vacation with your family and you're going to, you know, Mount Rushmore or you're at the Grand Canyon or you're at some gorgeous waterfall in Hawaii or wherever you happen to be. And it becomes about documenting the experience and taking pictures of yourself in front of things. And you're not there with the people that you're there with. And and I will have to say, I am guilty of that, right? (laughs) I was on vacation in Maine and I found myself taking a lot of photos and I really enjoyed those photos when I got back. But I think that sometimes they, because they put a screen between you and what you're trying to experience, they sort of deaden that experience. Um, Studies have actually shown that, that yet taking a lot of photos can actually lessen your enjoyment of a particular uh, thing that you're doing, you know? And I think that that, that is a real danger. So one of the, uh, the, one of my favorite movies that I've seen since I've been working at Plugged In was uh, 2013's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Um, and the, the main character, Walter Mitty, is, is trying to track down this famous photographer. He's been looking for him all around the world. Finally finds him in the mountains of the Himalayas where he's trying to, he's following and trying to take a picture of a beautiful, rare snow leopard. Uh, the snow leopard is walking across the, the photographer's field of vision, and yet the photographer is not doing anything and Walter Mitty is kind of surprised he's saying aren't you going to take the shot and uh, and the photographer says if I like a moment for me personally I don't like to have the distraction of the camera mm-hmm. I just want to stay in it mm-hmm. and 
for me, that is really a beautiful statement of, of how we should be living our lives. The pictures are great. It's wonderful to have them. But at the same time, sometimes moments are precious. And we should be in those moments as much as we can. Because those are gifts from God. We need to be mindful of those gifts and to embrace them and treasure them. Uh, and look at them through our own eyes rather than through, the, uh, through, through a screen. Now, what I will do to try and combat that, because I know that's natural in me, is I will intentionally go on a trip with my family and I will leave the fancy camera at home. I'll just take the iPhone or we'll go somewhere and we'll just leave the phones in the pockets. We'll just be intentional about the phone's going to be in the pocket. This is going to be time that we just spend together. Uh, But how do you combat that? What's a good strategy for combating both of those things? The comparison, I realize they're two separate issues, but we've got to talk about this. Combating the, the comparison and combating the getting sucked into your phone into a photo. How, how do we combat these things? What, what mental health practices are there? You bet. Well, as a, as a parent, as a mom and dad, I think that you need to be very mindful about about talking with your kids about uh, these these self esteem issues, these these self image issues that, that that I think a lot of kids have. You know, uh, it, this is this is not an unusual thing. I think a lot of kids feel uh, less than worthy sometimes, and as a parents, I think that we need to remind them over and over again about how beautiful they are, just as they are, how treasured they are, what a beautiful gift from God they are. They don't need to look a certain way. They don't need to be super talented in this one area to be loved and appreciated and to be a completely unique and valued creation of God. And I think that those are really important messages to drive home again and again and again. Uh, A little more pragmatically, I think that parents need to be mindful of how much time their kids are spending with their screens, how much time they're spending with social media, and put some common sense, you know, barriers, essentially, on on that time. Um, Make some guidelines, make some good rules. No phones at the dinner table, no phones, uh, you know, when you're talking with people, have some phone-free, tech-free times, even tech-free days. And if possible, um, I know that, that a lot of times if you have if you have teens, this is sort of the horses out of the barn, so to speak. But if possible, <laughs> you know, you need to it, it's really great to be able to, to say, listen, I don't want your cell phone in your room at night, your bedroom at night. Uh, studies have shown that the very first thing a teen does is pick up his phone. Uh, the very last thing they look at when they go to sleep is their phone. And oftentimes they leave their phone in on all throughout the night to get texts, to get messages, to look at Instagram. Um, and that can cause huge sleep problems, which can filter into a lot of the problems that we see, these mental health issues, the depression, the self-esteem issues. Uh, so, so be mindful of the time that your kids are spending with tech and remind them that there's a whole world outside their phones. There's a whole world outside their screens and they are a beautiful part of that world. And it's very difficult to embrace that now because we had all of the lockdowns, uh, the response to the pandemic, uh, kind of, it confined all of us to our homes and, uh, you know, classes went online. And then all of social and recreation people were having parties. People, We had our community group on Zoom. Uh, a, a lot of yeah. my sons, my son had a, a birthday party online. So it, it's almost like there's mixed messages there. And now we have to try and figure out a way to undo the last couple of years. 
It's really true. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy world that we live in, in, in terms of those mixed messages, right? And there's a paradox. The screens allowed us through, throughout the entire ep- epidemic to really be able to communicate with people that we needed to. You know, I was doing tons of Zoom meetings. I was, I was going to church online. It was, it was the only avenue that so many of us had to connect with a lot of people who were very important to us. Um, but the screen, you know, I, I, I always think about about Plato, you know, this <laughs> is an odd segue, but, but, but Plato, you know, he had this, this thing where a lot of times reality, he said that, that we were like people in a cave. We watch these shadows on the cave. We don't see reality as it is. And I think that those screens can feed into those shadows, right? When we're looking through the screens, we are not really experiencing life. Um, we've become so trained to be entertained by our screens as, as a plugged in reviewer who does lots of movies, lots of TVs. I'm really aware of, of how entertaining screens can be. Um, but, but when you look beyond the screen, that is where life is lived. And we just have to remember that, that, uh, the joy that we have in actually speaking face to face, eye to eye with a person over a cup of coffee, uh, that's no comparison to, to, to connecting with them on Zoom. Absolutely. Well, Paul, uh, while we're on the subject, let's talk about you and where you're located. Where can people find you online? You bet. You bet. You can find us on a screen yep. uh, at com. <laughs> So we have tons of uh, tons of information there for movies, TV, music, video games, books. We review a lot of stuff, and we talk, of course, about about issues like this. Uh, so we have a blog that we we talk a lot about about stuff like this to try to keep uh, people, especially parents, kind of kind of in the loop and trying to deal with this really crazy media and technology saturated world that we live in. Yeah, plugged in is an excellent resource. I love it. I've used it for years and years and years uh, for my movie reviews to decide what I want to see for real and what I don't. And uh, you guys have a lot more offerings now with the podcast and the blog and everything. It's, it's a, a really a fantastic portal, really. Well, thank you so much. We, we do our best. It's a lot of fun for all of us. All right. Well, Paul, I know you've got some other things to get on to. I appreciate you taking some time to uh, spend with us today. Again, Paul AC is uh, one of the senior editors of, the, of PluggedIn.com. And I appreciate you taking some time with us today, Paul. Anytime, Benson. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for listening to today's program. Be sure to check out my website, which is BensonGregory.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-N-G-R-E-G-O-R-Y.com. You can find a link to all of the podcasts as well as my blog, a link to my photography portfolio and social media links on there. Feel free to reach out, especially if you have something to say about one of our podcasts or if there is a topic you'd like for us to cover or someone you'd like to for us to interview, uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. I'm Benson Gregory. Thanks for listening.